week we won again. Yeah. Two win team. Yeah. And we got Brody Lawson from the CFL.ca with Grey Cup fit up on the show this week. It's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at our Argos Fancast on the Twitter machine and anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast, specifically Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find them at CF Pod Network on Twitter and at cfpodnetwork.ca. Listen to ours and many great fan-driven shows from all across this country, down south and over in Japan. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at All Kinds of Clay. And joining me, as always, from ArgoFans.com, it is Will Gertler. Yay, we won. I don't have to yell this week. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at, at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And from the Double Blue Order, it is Sir Douglas of House Ballinger second of his name lord of section 116 warden of the south side and protector of the realm the only thing i gotta say to that in response is off the irons <laughs> you can find my group the double blue order you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash double blue order on Twitter at Double Blue Order, on Instagram at The Double Blue Order, and you can find me personally at DougB519. Alright guys, we've got something a little bit different to talk about on our show. Um, we won again. Something positive for a change. Something positive. We went into Ottawa in the clash in the capital and came out with a 46-17 win. And I think... There's one person in existence who called this. Will, I'm pretty sure you've been calling for a blowout every week for oh. the last few weeks. And that was the, yeah. Officially, you called this. Well, it would have been quite embarrassing if the Ottawa Red Blacks quarterbacks, as bad as they've been against the rest of the CFL, had managed to light up the Argo defense as uh, Dane Evans had done, as Vernon Adams had done, as Trevor Adams, uh, Trevor, Trevor Harris had done in the weeks prior. But uh, no, the Ottawa Red Blacks have somehow proven that they are that much worse than the Toronto Argonauts. And oh boy, I mean, if you lose to the Toronto Argonauts by 29 points, that doesn't exactly reflect well on your football team does it absolutely not uh so the the argos uh it it looked tight in the first half uh we went into the uh the break with an 18 13 lead third quarter argos still dominated a little bit but uh only scored only scored one touchdown and then blew it wide open in the fourth quarter with three touchdowns and one of the many touchdowns that were scored was a a flat out walk in by James Wilder and it they said it best on the on the commentary he's got an escort but they've got nobody to block 
McLeod Bethel Thompson lit up the Red Blacks 26 of 39 for 411 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Not he a was, not a bad day. <laughs> he he was due the picks though. I mean, he didn't had didn't throw any in what three four games. Right. Ex- exactly. Um, but still, those picks really didn't turn into much. Uh, James Wilder led the rushing attack, eight, eight carries, forty two yards, five point two average, good uh, good average there, and he did run one in as well. Uh, receiving wise, S J Green decided to pick. Uh, last week to uh, have a nice nice breakout game eight receptions 130 yards james wilder caught two touchdown passes and uh, rodney smith had the other they're all walker uh, another near 100 yard game 90 yards off five catches armani edwards 57 yards rodney smith 52 yards james wilder 42 it was a great game all around and it was it was Nice to see the Argos put up close to 500 yards in offense. They uh, led in possession. And they had their first two rushing touchdowns of the season. All in all, I I think this this was a fantastic game by the Argos. You know, not without mistakes, but all in all, something that we have not seen for a while. Uh, and in fact, it was their first road win in 14 road games. Uh, I believe the last time they won on the road was actually in Ottawa uh, at uh, at the Grey Cup, I believe it was the last time it was played there. Yep. So, uh, we? Oh, hang on. With, with, isn't the Grey Cup considered a neutral site game? It was still in Ottawa. Well, we, oh, okay. we wore our, our home jerseys, so. Either either way, that was the last time that uh, the Argos have won on the road, not at BMO Field. So, it, it first road win, first official road win in 14 games. The good. The bad. The ugly. Let's start with the ugly right off the bat, because uh, well, we have a little, lot more good than uh, than we normally have. So ugly in this game. Um, Doug, I'll let you, I'll let you start here. Well, with an ugly. Um, yeah. Hmm. If I were to put an ugly on this game, as the only, and I think it would be. A fairly weak, ugly. It would be the two. It would just be the two picks, because I mean the rushing attack was pretty much what we want. We could use could use more more attempts if you ask me, but uh, receiving was on point. Field goals were there wasn't there wasn't much on our end. The punting was the punting was on point. I mean there there was there isn't a lot to say that there's ugly, but if I were to nitpick one. It would be the two picks. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just trying to re- recall them both. Like I, I believe one of them was a, a pretty decent play by the defender, and another, and one of them was a law firm. What are you thinking about? Yeah, yeah. the uh, the one was the 
the, the defensive lineman had got separated from his block and, you know, just sort of spied McLeod throwing the ball and just picked it off by the line. And the other one, the, I guess Green was probably open at first, but the defender went back to make the, uh, the interception. Now, my ugly in this one, um, they did give up their fair share of passing yards, 327 yards to be exact to Jonathan Jennings and another 45 to Will Arndt in uh, in garbage time, really. But uh, yeah, 327 yards is is, you know, not not something you want to do. But, you know, then again, they they pretty much shut down the running game. So that was the majority of their offense uh, for Ottawa. So, you know, if it's an ugly, like like you said, Doug, this is a weak ugly. Um, but, yeah, that that would be my ugly. Will, what was your ugly? I think you guys, you know, pretty much covered it. <laughs> you know, they, they played a bend but don't break defense. They forced Lewis Ward into, I guess, three field goals and a missed field goal. But you're right, they did give up their fair share of yardage. So that's something that, you know still be concerned about for sure and you know i don't think it's something that's getting fixed this year the secondary um my ugly i'll just say the ottawa red blacks i mean this is a team that we we know what their off season was like and this is a team frankly that you know they were very fortunate to not go through the expansion woes that typically fall expansion teams and I don't know maybe that's what they're about to go through now but at home to lose by 30 to the Argos terrible terrible indictment of the way your team has played the season yeah uh yeah you know that that's the that's it in a nutshell. You know, the Argos haven't been good, and uh, somehow the Red Blacks have uh, one more win than the Argos, but they look like they should have had three or four less wins than the Argos uh, on Saturday. Um, my bad. I'm going to I'm gonna flip the script a little bit here, and uh, my bad. I'm going to go with the Michael Jackson kind of bad, the 80s bad. And uh, James Wilder high-stepping into the end zone, uh, rubbing it in a little bit. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to let that let that flag fly. And normally I'm not a big fan of that. But in, in this, I mean, I don't think any of the, the Redbacks players would have been complaining about that at all. Well, I mean, I did see one or two other people raise topic about high stepping in the end zone and yeah i mean it, it, you know what at that point he could he could literally walk in yeah you know i know the the act like you like you've been there but at the same time sometimes you know you need to you need to let that confidence out and james wilder's one of those guys who is going to do that Yes. Um, and you know, for that, he had 
he, he scored a lot of points, um, racked up just about, about a hundred yards, uh, in total offense and three touchdowns. Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, if, if I'm going to okay something like that, I'm going to okay that on, uh, on that kind of day. He had a, he had a bad, bad day. Uh, do you guys have a, have a bad in the, in the good sense or the bad sense? No. No, mine mine would have been the exact same thing. <laughs> All I mean, right, except, so let's oh, okay. Yeah, I mean I'll just bring up that the fumble that McLeod had in there, you know, in the red zone there. That was recovered by Ottawa. Chargers still seem to be making those mistakes on offense. You know, fumble and you know the five yard line and interception in the opponent's red zone. They turn the ball over a whole lot in the opponent's side of the field, and that's something they need to clean up. Yeah. Um, now let's get right to the good. And and Doug, I know before we steal your thunder, I I have a feeling where you're going with your good, <laughs> but let let let's. Let, let's hear it. What? What you mean? The obligatory Bear Woods good? <laughs> hey, you know it's not obligatory. He, he deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he had eight. I mean, the dude was all over the field. He was literally, literally all over the field that game. I mean, eight. He had eight defensive tackles, which is outstanding. I know he was playing special teams. I'm sure if you if you wanted to put him on offense, I'm pretty sure he would say, "Sure, why not? Throw me in, coach." I mean, yeah. you know, and, and then eight tackles just it doesn't seem like enough. It seemed like he made way more plays than that. Well, I'm pretty sure there was several other like half tackles that he had in there as well. But I mean, he the, was, bear, the bear was hibernating and the bear was hibernating. He woke up and was mighty hungry, and he, and he fed on a bunch of when he fed fed on the lumberjacks. It, it begs the question too. If you know they they released him before the end of the year, I gotta assume he was still injured or something. But they did bring him back three or four games ago, from what I recall. And I mean, I know they had Micah Alway playing in the middle, but you know, you get him back in the lineup, and, and you sort of can't ignore the results. Eight defensive tackles, and, and you know, yes, they did give up their fair share of passing yards, but they also kept the Red Blacks 17 points. So you got to wonder, with the, the struggle the defense has had, Bear Woods played, you know, the last three or four games. How You know, maybe we win a couple of them. And the road to the playoffs doesn't seem as impossible. Than it did before. No, and that that defense just seems like it it now has found its soul. It with Bear Woods in there, it it looked like a much more confident group. I mean, albeit they were playing the Red Blacks, and that that will do that to you. But he just seemed like he was he. Is that glue that they needed to to get that defense really rolling? Um, my good, I'm going to throw this one to uh, Ronnie Pfeffer. 
A nice little uh, heads-up play and a 13-yard first down run. When they when the guy came free off the edge and came right in, he looked around, saw daylight, tucked it, and ran for his life. And Hollywood picked up the first down. I think that's uh, that's pretty close to the first uh, technically fake punt that the Argos have run all season. Yeah. Although that was a missed. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. But I mean, at the same a- time, it. Uh, it still counts, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I think he saw the block coming. He just tucked and ran. Oh, yeah. I think any anybody would have saw that block coming. Um, but he made he made the right decision, tucked it and ran. And he, had, he got just enough to get that first down. Will, what was your good? Well, receiving core in general. But I'll pick up one guy in particular. Yes, my good is going to be Rodney Smith this week. (gasps) (laughs) As listeners know, I've never been particularly crazy about the guy. I liked his size potential when he came in, but for whatever reason, it didn't translate onto the field last year, and I kind of scapegoated him a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. Okay, a lot. But this year, you know, he's gotten his opportunity to go into the starting lineup for Levi Noel, and he's acquitted himself quite well. You know, I'm not going to call him a superstar or anything, but he's turning into a solid uh, target from a cloud, Bethel Thompson. And he's he's been one of those guys that that comes up with those. He's not. He's kind of that in in intermediate guy. He's yep. he's not the fastest guy on the team, but he's going to find those holes and he's going to catch those, you know, the, the 10 to 20 yard passes and sometimes those five yard passes that you, you just need. And he's finding a nice little niche for himself right in there, you know, opposite uh, SJ Green in that in that realm. Yeah. And, you know, kind of nice touchdown on a crossing route and had quite a, you know, had to quite a bit of yak uh, to get into the end zone there, and uh, you know he did that. And, you know McLeod Bell, you know he did a good job spraying that ball around, as you know you said in the statistics. You know people were talking about Darrell Walker being misused, but you know he's on now. You know he's now on target for you know nearly 1,500 receiving yards, which is damn good. Yeah, and. You know, we kind of we. I think at this point we need to uh, also highlight McLeod Bethel Thompson, law firm, uh, in this. If you look at the league leaders, he's number two in passing. He's got three thousand yards passing, three thousand and four to be exact. Uh, he's he's about three hundred and forty ahead of Mike Riley, and about seven hundred away from Trevor Harris. And he's a league leader in touchdown passes with 19, four ahead of Matt Nichols and Trevor Harris. Yeah, and, and, you know, guys, a lot of quarterbacks have been injured in the league this year, but you know, credit where credit is due. A lot of people wrote him off after the uh, shutout game against the Eskimos, but he's played very good football since then. And, 
you know, yes, he still makes his mistakes, and uh, I won't deny that. And, you know, he's not an all-star, but, you know, as, as we talked about in the past, I don't understand the hate for him. And a lot of, you know, you did not see those people this week. No. No, and you know what? I've, I've even seriously considered uh, getting a number four jersey with a law firm put on the back. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know what? If it, I, I, he, he's playing great. He's playing absolutely great. Um, you know, it, it, we we make a, it, I make a lot of jokes, law firm, you know, and and all that stuff. But at the same time, he is actually, you know, he's he's putting up, so he doesn't have to shut up. He's doing what has been asked of him, and uh, and sometimes more. So. I just want this this train to keep rolling. Yeah, train keeps rolling all season long. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of train keep rolling, uh, every year they well for the last three years the CFL has uh, has started the social media campaign. One hundred days out of Grey Cup, they've called it Grey Cup Fit Up, and to give us a little bit more information on Grey Cup Fit Up. How you can uh, you can get involved if you're if you're not involved, what you can do, anything like that, just to try and increase everybody's overall health. We're gonna bring on Brody Lawson from the CFL. All right, now we've got Brody Lawson with us from the CFL. Brody, welcome on the Argos Fancast. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Now. About three years ago, you uh, you at least you seem to be the driving force behind uh, the hashtag Grey Cup Fit Up. Um, so it's 100 days out from Grey Cup, and it's all about uh, getting up everybody's fitness, whether it be diet, physical, or mental. Uh, can you just kind of give us a little bit of overview of you know exactly what Grey Cup Fit Up is? Yeah, although you've done a really good job summarizing it, I must say. Um, you're right. It did start about three years ago, and it started off as just a fun challenge between myself and David Sanchez. We were both looking to get back in shape. And I said, why don't we put this out on social media and see if people want to join in? And I was shocked to find out how many people did want to join in. And so we just decided to keep with it and we're three years in now and every year the number of people keeps growing and growing and you're right I think there's two key takeaways I mean this started off as us committing to 30 minutes of exercise a day for 100 days counting down to Grey Cup but it's really evolved to what you've already spoken about which is making changes to your lifestyle that really fuel you and make you feel good so things that are going to improve um and support strong mental health, as well as um, diet and nutrition, and just anything that can get you feeling like your best. So we've asked people this year, along with our partner Sun Life, to commit to um, a goal, whether it be something really, um, you know, more focused on a daily change, all the way up to um, a big change, a big, a big goal. I'm training for a half marathon, which I'm sure people are sick of hearing about. Um, but that is my big goal. This um, this great cup fit up. Now, so uh, you know, there's a lot of people, and my, myself included, who uh, you know, they're 
I wasn't able to to join in right away on this, but I, I'm seeing a lot more people saying, you know what, it's not not necessarily just about the 100 days. Um, is this a, like this is more something that anybody can join in at any time and just keep going with? Correct. Totally. You're you're exactly right. I mean, I think the big message we want to get out is that. We want people to join it at any point. I mean, we're approaching the 30-day mark. I'm not sure when this podcast comes out, but that's still 60 days. And if 60 days still feels too lofty for you, then maybe 40 days sounds more realistic or maybe 30 days. But whatever it is, we're just asking people to get on board. I was talking to um, some other people doing Great Cup Fit Up, and they sort of said it people would be missing the point if they were just committing to the 100 days and felt like they had totally lost out on the experience. Um, 60 days or however many days people choose to do this for is a really big deal. Even as someone who, um, like me was athletic for a long time, like the consistency of doing something daily, whether it's a meditation or meal prep or exercise, whatever it is, um, doing something consistently and doing it with intention, I think is what's really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted, one thing that I, when you were on the Mushwar podcast, I tried to get a question off and you kind of answered me on Twitter on it. But uh, I know that there are people that have been a part of this from the beginning. And there are people that say, around, could maybe around the 40 day, 45, 50 day mark, they start losing the motivation to keep going. What would you say to those people who are starting to kind of fall kind of kind of like lagging behind or falling back or kind of just want you're basically people that like how would you try and prod them to keep going how would you prod yourself to yeah. keep going yeah you know and it gets tough and I talked about this on game time this week which which is out on Thursday and that is you know it's a funny time of year because as the days get shorter and it gets colder it actually becomes harder and harder to do this I find so when you really need to be leaning in the most, it feels like the world is conspiring against you. Like Halloween is here and, you know, the days are super short and it gets cold um, and it makes it really tough. And so I guess I have a few pieces of advice first and foremost. And, and I, and I hope people take this as genuinely as I mean it. Um, when you're at that 50 day mark, like, there is so much change that happens in the last chunk of this challenge. So if you have a set a goal, whether it's um, like losing weight or, or feeling a certain way, um, it will happen. Like that is why this challenge is the length of time that it is, because no matter what it is that you commit to doing, I really think that we do it in enough time that you're not only achieving a short-term goal, you're actually achieving a habit change and a, and a thought pattern change. Um, I think that, I think the science right now, and I need to look back into this is about 21 days to create a new habit. So anyone that's stuck with this for over 21 days is well into this. So people need to dig deep on their goals and realize that they, if they can stick with it, it's attainable. If that kind of makes sense, like it really is. That's the first thing. The second thing I would say is start doing stuff that is, is fun and is easy. If you are committing to meal prep and it is miserable, maybe you can try one of those meal subscription services on some sort of a discount code for a week and, and see if that works for you. Or if you've been committing to meditating and it's not happening, maybe try a different app. If you're trying to exercise and you're just hating it and it's cold out, I talked about this um, as well. Like 
I was at a gym that was really close to my old house. And that's why it was so easy for me to get up and go to the gym in the morning. And I guys, I did not work out like at all last winter, like not at all, because I could not get up, get my lunch packed, my clothes ready for work and everything and out the door now into the subway. It just wasn't happening. So I actually joined a gym in my neighborhood um, because I just realized like it wasn't working for me. And I was at this really like great downtown gym. It was very cool and swanky, but I wasn't going. And I was like, you know what? I've got to change this because, uh, you know, so I'm pretty action oriented and I would just encourage people to take action. Don't get discouraged if it's not going right. Just figure out what it is that would work for you. We get so bogged down by what we feel like we should be doing and how it should look and how it should feel. Just take some action to start to put it in the right direction. That's what I would say. The one other thing that that I've noticed is, you know, you, you have been posting, you know, a lot of different things that you've done. Um, since you, you travel a little bit uh, with the CFL, what's some things that you could, that people can do when they're, you know, maybe away from home, away from their gym, just maybe some, just a little idea that people can take with them if they're on the go. Okay. You know what? I can still get this, this in. Yeah, totally. Okay. So you want to hear something so hilarious, but also not, I'm getting married in December and I, there's a very good chance I'm on the road for most of playoffs. So I have to find a way to work out before my wedding because eating restaurant food for potentially three weeks is not going to work very well with fitting into a wedding dress. (laughs) So I have to take my own advice here. And here's what I would say for people that are traveling. um, YouTube is such a great resource. And I didn't even consider this. It was actually Max Rosenberg. who used to work for the CFL who gave me this tip was like Google workouts. And the number of times I've used a workout on Google um, through, sorry, through YouTube and just been able to do it in my hotel room is amazing. I lie and and people are going to get stressed out. They're going to be like, Brody, I don't have the stuff. I don't have the space. I literally will do this like in my sweatpants, in my pajamas, I'll lie a towel down on the, on the carpet of the, um, of the hotel room. And I will do something in my room. And then most places have a gym. So again, if you're just like, I don't feel comfortable, I don't want to be working out in front of other people. Again, listen to a podcast, find a show on Netflix, put it on your app and go and walk on the treadmill. Like just do something. Those would be my two tips. Okay. Now, you know, for doing this for three years, you've probably heard a, a few uh, amazing transformation stories uh, from this. Um, is there any one that like kind of comes to mind that just, you know, is just inspiring to you? Yeah. So Michelle, who's known as Rider Mommy on Twitter, who a lot of people know is one that comes to mind. Um, she's talked about her story and was interviewed by Chris O'Leary. There's an article on CFL.ca you guys can, can read. Um, but basically she, she committed to like a whole lifestyle change and her community started to recognize her because she decided she was going to get out and walk. So she'll actually get out and she'll walk with her like a reflective vest on kind of like a crossing guard vest. And she'll walk in like a pretty rural part of Saskatchewan on the side of the highway or down her main street of her town. And that's what she did. And she got in incredible shape. Um, But I have to say, um, nothing makes me more excited than when I get a tweet where someone says something like, I tried something new today. I went to a spin class or I've never played tennis before. And tonight I decided I was going to play tennis. Like 
this whole idea that people can enrich their lives through just trying something new and sort of leaving the fear and just having a little bit of faith that they can do it and it's all going to work out. Those stories to me, um, those kind of daily small wins, I think are just like really magical. And that's, I think, what drives this whole challenge forwards because it's so inspiring. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brody. Um, we've uh, Doug's been doing this since day one. Um, Yay! And, uh, and, <laughs> and, 27 and days strong, to... still going. I love and it. We're... Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and we're trying to find a way. He wanted to kind of reveal his progress at the quarter mark to, to all of our listeners. And, you know, oh we kind gosh. of felt it might be, might be great if he kind of uh, revealed what, what his progress has been so far with you on the line. Oh my Are God. You game for that? You? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Tell me, this is so great. Absolutely. So as you or our listeners may or may not know, I have been using DDPY as my primary, uh, as my primary source to get myself, to get myself into much better shape than I was. Okay. Tell and, us what that is in case people at home want to get on your level. Cause I feel like you're about to do a big reveal. <laughs> DDPY, it's, DDPY? Yeah. it's it, DDPY is short for DDP yoga. It is, it was created by former professional wrestler, diamond Dallas page, whom I was a big oh, fan of back, cool. back in the mid nineties when he was, when he was uh, actively wrestling, he was actually, when he became, he was, he became the world WCW world champion at the age of 37. At least I think cool. it was 37. So people can look this up and like it's his program and his whole method that he's developed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's he That's basically cool. a, a lot of it. A lot of it came through because of all the injuries he sustained in the ring. So a lot of the stuff that's there, like there's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of there's a lot of yoga influence in it. Hence the reason why it was called DDP Yoga. But he changed it to DDPY because, quite frankly, I've I've done it for I've done it for 27 days. It's it is nothing like anything i've ever done love like it, it. Get, amazing it, yeah so it gets gets your heart rate up and and it re, like it really jacks it up like i can go from my resting heart rate to about a buck 30 in about 45 seconds doing this wow sorry to so. interrupt but i had to know <laughs> no no abs- oh, absolutely absolutely I, I, i'm spreading the word here because this because this stuff really works so anyway so to, so to continue, now there's a bunch of different things when it comes to DDPY. There's three there's three main factors to it. Obviously, tracking your weight, tracking your measurements, and taking pictures. So I've already taken the picture. I've already taken my 25-day pictures. I might post them on Twitter. I haven't decided yet. But when it comes to everything else, we're going to start off with the weight here. I started this – when I started this, I started this at uh, 245.2 pounds. As of today, I am 240.8. Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah. That's amazing! Yeah, so 240.8 pounds as of today. Um, I took I took my measurements on day 25. Now, nothing... Now, they give you a bunch of different things. So, they, so basically, you measure your chest, both your thighs, both your calves, and both your biceps. There wasn't any real difference with regards to the... With regards to thighs, biceps, and calves, but I did lose one inch both off of my chest and my waist, and two and a half inches off my hips. Wow! Wow, that's big. 
Yeah. Two and a half inches off your hips? Yes. That's a lot in 27 days. Yep. <laughs> wow. Do you feel amazing? I do, actually. I know. T- oh I know. T- I know. Today, I had a really hard day. I had a really rough and frustrating day at work. I came home, hit the mat right away, and an hour later, after just really slamming it down, I felt so much better that I actually went out for went out to my local grocery store, which is like a 15 minute walk. <laughs> so I did another 15, another half hour walk there and back, and then I had dinner, and I and I feel amazing. Wow, that is too good. And I think the big thing too is just that change in mindset. And this is what I keep trying to tell people is instead of deciding, like, am I going to work out today? Or am I going to make a good choice today? It's just like, when am I going to? Like, when am I going to exercise? Not if I'm going to. And that change, I think, is is so cool. Congratulations on that. That is, thank you for sharing. You're going to inspire so many people. I look forward to watching all the tweets roll in. Oh, absolutely. I, I, it's, it's an absolute, it's an absolute pleasure to actually be fully on board with this. Cause I know I was kind of, I kind of half-assed it. I think last year's I half-assed the grind. I actually still have the t-shirt <laughs> by the way. So I, I did, it. I did buy a t-shirt and that, that's a t-shirt I'm using for my picture. So it, so it's oh, just right. Great. So it's right front and center. So, so, oh, yeah, there's something special about committing to the consecutive days, whether it's 50 days or 100 days. About it's the it's again, it's the continuity, it's the commitment, and I think you're, you're going to continue to get so much out of it. So thank you for sticking with it, and um, congratulations. That is just too great. I can't wait to see. Think about day 100. I can't wait to see the pictures. Oh, they... <laughs> you'll have to put the pictures up then. I'm not going to give you a choice. You'll just have to. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've got like little. I'm making up. I'm making up little videos for for awesome. all to, to, to show like each of the quarter steps. So at day one to day 25, I got that up right now. Then I'm going to carry it on to day 50, day 75 and ultimately final day. So that's, that's the plan. And I'll, and I'll throw it all up there and I'll definitely, I'll definitely, well, when I put the pictures up and the gifts up, I'll definitely tag you on it for sure. Love Just it. To yes, show you. Do. Please do. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Brody, for joining us on the Argos Fancast. talk great cup fit up. Um, and, uh, just, Right before we let you go, can you uh, just once again tell everybody really what they can do to get involved in Grey Cup Fit Up? Yeah, visit cfl.ca slash sunlife. And in, in, in addition to getting in great shape and feeling wonderful, you could also potentially win a trip to the Grey Cup thanks to our partners at Sunlife. And then I would just recommend you guys search hashtag Grey Cup Fit Up on Twitter and on Instagram. There's tons of inspiring people there. If you're just on the fence and want to figure out if you're ready to commit, we'd love to have you. All right, thank you very much, Brody. Uh, and uh, it was great having you on the Argos Fancast. Thanks, guys. Chat soon. All right, have a good night, Brody. Bye, guys. Bye, Brody. And that was Brody Lawson of CFL.ca uh, talking great, great cup fit up. And that was uh, actually, Doug, that was very inspiring. I, I, could, <laughs> I could not believe the, the, uh, the difference and the inches lost. I can, I can, I can understand that, that you know they that the, the weight loss was huge, but at the same time, you know this it sounds like this is kind of more toning uh, and and building the the muscle too. Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, there's I mean, it's not just like flexibility. It's strengthening all your all your muscles, your ligaments, your tendons. It's going after the the stuff that breaks down first when you as you age. Right. So, I mean, when I start, when I first started doing this, I originally reactivated my subscription um, 
back at the end at the end of the last season, right? And they had a, and what kind of got me whole hog on this was he had a challenge called the Positively Unstoppable Challenge, where you just basically you sign up and you and you have to provide pictures and you have to write a little essay, and ultimately the winner of this challenge. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. But the winner of this challenge would have gotten a million bucks. So, wow. so, so, so that's, that was a hell of a motivator for me to get going. So I did. And I'll tell you when I first start, I'll tell you, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. I first, when I first started doing this, I was 270 pounds. Holy cow. Yeah. My, I, so from, from, that was from, January of this year. Since then, I have lost a total of three inches off my chest, almost ten inches, eight inches off my waist, six inches off my hips. Unfortunately, the biceps haven't really grown, which but that's going to happen, I'm sure. <laughs> I've also lost two inches off my. I've also lost two inches off my thighs and an inch and a half off my calves. Wow. Dude, that's amazing. And it takes yeah. takes the right mindset to be fitted to this too. I mean, people say, "Oh, you know, they'll work out for like two weeks and then they'll stop." But you know, you also had to set your mind towards it, which is also, you know, a big thing as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Like if if, if the mind is the big, the mind is the biggest thing. If you get yourself in the right mindset. If you inspire, basically, if you look and you motivate yourself enough, you inspire yourself enough, then absolutely you're going to be going whole hog in on this. And that's exactly what happened here. Like, obviously, the biggest motivator was the cash. And then ultimately, at the end of it, I'm like, <laughs> at the end of it, I'm like, screw the money. I'm just doing this for me now. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, on that positive note, uh, the Argos are on the bye week this week, so we don't have a game to preview, but there are a couple of other games going on in the uh, in the CFL this week. Uh, so let's jump right into our picks. Uh, we start off Friday night. Uh, Ottawa is uh, heading out to BC and is what does... Uh, being billed as the uh, the new uh, toilet bowl. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, you know, they, it, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, one of these teams has to kind of snap out of their funk in the, in this game. Um, who do you, who, who is winning this game on Friday night? Will? I think BC, BC came close to winning in Montreal. And Ottawa just looks to be a fucking mess right now. So BC Lions get their second win. I'm going to agree with you in there. Uh, BC Lions will get their second win. Ottawa has a lot of problems. And uh, BC looks to be trying to resolve their problems. Doug, are you on board with us as well? I am all I am all aboard the big orange sky train. Yeah, BC all the way. <laughs> All right, and then we uh, Saturday we've got a doubleheader. We start off with a four o'clock game out in Calgary, um, and Hamilton is going into Calgary. Uh, this is a really hard game for me to pick. 
Um, but right now, it just God. Can they both lose? Please, <laughs> please win, Calgary. <sighs> yes, I, Calgary. This is the I, one time I'm going to root for you. Please, please. freaking just just go out there and just wreck them. <laughs> I I am gonna I'm gonna cheer for Hamilton to lose. I can't cheer for Calgary to win, but I'm going to cheer for Hamilton to lose, and I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell, apparently a break. To, he doesn't know how to spell the word rust. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, you know, with another week of practice under his belt, he's going to pick apart Hamilton. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. Does he like you say he doesn't know the word rust? He must bathe in WD forty. <laughs> Something. Something. I mean, he's got the three sisters tattooed on his on his shoulder. He he may be sitting on the on you know a, a literal fountain of youth in the in the mountains there. Yeah, there's there's some sometimes those mountains produce some weird stuff, and it seems to be working for Bo Levi Mitchell. The late game has Montreal in Saskatchewan, so uh, all Western t- Western home games this week. I think this is going to be the toughest one of the week to figure out who's going to win. Um, Saskatchewan looked tough when they're playing uh, low low end teams, uh, but they seem to have trouble with the the better teams. I'm still picking Saskatchewan, but I think this is going to come down to who has the ball last. And I don't think it's going to be my by much more than uh, than two or three. Doug, I'm also going with the Big Green Horde this week. Um, I know you said they tend to have trouble against the mid tier teams, and Montreal and Montreal has definitely become a mid tier team. But but I have I just have a hunch that Saskatchewan is going to be very angry after losing the Banjo Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, especially when uh, when Craig Dickinson came out and said uh, that their their tackling was uh, was unacceptable, uh, and they they did not play well in the Banjo Bowl. Um, and interestingly, uh, Jordan Williams Lambert uh, will uh, not be starting in this or not be playing in this game, so uh, they're. New addition to the receiving core is uh, going to have to wait another week. Will, um, are you picking Montreal? Yeah. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Will the Will will not pick Saskatchewan. No. <laughs> and I think that really kind of brings us to the three-minute warning, if we actually have anything well we do has been given to the benches all right gentlemen you have three minutes and you better make it good three minutes and we're out of here we got three minutes and we're out is this thing on yeah are you hearing now you guys all know that the cfl has the cfl simulation computer right i do yes so 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 if if you don't know they basically go out and the computer picks who's who potentially who could win the Grey Cup as as early as well now. And when they described the some of the methodology behind it, they used a very telling example. And I quote, 
For instance, if Winnipeg won the Grey Cup in 1,990 of the 10,000 replications, then its Grey Cup victory probability would be 1,990 divided by 10,000, or 19.90%. Rubbing it in. (laughs) In other words, yes, they are rubbing in the fact that it's been over 10,000 days since Winnipeg has won a Grey Cup. I can hear Clay giggling in the background. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it just just a nice it's little things. It's <laughs> little things that 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 make me happy. Kind of enjoyed. You know their their simulation computer didn't just do the gray cop either. Uh, this week they put out what their simulation computer decided would be the uh, the final outcome of the uh, standings for the CFL, and had the Argos at six wins. Okay, so let's let's go through this here. We're currently at two, right? We need to win four more. <laughs> so my guess is we beat Ottawa twice at home. We beat BC in Vancouver. Where's the sixth win coming from? We have seven more games left. Two against Ottawa, one against Montreal. Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Hamilton. Maybe the last game of the year in Hamilton? Oh, that would, that, that would be sweet. You know what? Hamilton could be sitting sitting a lot of their starters at that point because I don't. I, Montreal might have a chance of catching them, but uh, you know, I just I don't see it. I mean, I hate to say it, they could they could clinch a play, a playoff spot this week. Yeah, that's annoying. That's very yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Hey, I'll, six wins, I'll take it. I mean, you're looking okay. You know, I could see the BC two in Ottawa or two at home to Ottawa, and then you've got uh, Montreal Hamilton, uh, who which look realistic. And you know what? I can even. As much as it pains me, and I and when it comes up to this, I'm still picking Saskatchewan when they come here. The way Saskatchewan is playing, they they could very well knock them off in that game because Saskatchewan has picked on a, a lot of the low hanging fruit in the in their uh, five six game winning streak. They didn't pick on a lot of the a lot of the the top teams, so. You know, I could see them see that one being uh, being one. I don't think Saskatchewan's as good as their record. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, but with that, I I mean, I don't think there's uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, news going on in and around the CFL right now. No. Oh, oh, there was a, there was also a. Uh, the Bombers had a had a visitor coming all the way from the UK. Yes, the they Bowl. did. They I heard he had. He had a, I, yeah, so apparently Bomber Superman from Nottingham, of all places. Robin Hood. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? Well, at least I'm Nottingham. <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Good lord, but um, apparent, but apparently, from what I understood, he really did enjoy himself. He he loved the experience. 
Um, and he is like there. There was he, there was actually a quote that he had, but I can't I can't find it off the top of my head. But it base, basically it's uh, basically it's saying how much like how much uh, basically how much different the CFL game is and how much better the CFL game is when it comes to like when it comes to grid like gridiron football it has a how it's equated to uh, how basically he made the the um, equivalency to rugby you know or rugby league or something along those lines so wow. it was, so it was, so like I said he he seemed to have a good time. Steve posted the quote in our chat, so... That, okay. To be honest, I think CFL is a better game than the National Football League, he said, less than the day after his more than 20-hour flight over the pond for the big game. It's quicker, it's more like rugby in the UK, it's just a better game. And you never know who's going to win. It goes down to the last minute. Although, I'm going to... I think I'm gonna call BS on the twenty hour bit. Unless it, unless you spent the night somewhere. Because unless because I mean a flight from a flight from Heathrow to Heathrow to Toronto unless that's probably where the layover was that's my guess. Because yeah, I don't think twenty he, hours seems a little. It seems a little I mean, excessive. Twenty hours could be from start from absolute start to finish because you know you got to. Show up at the airport early and, you, you know, all that stuff. But by the time you finally reach his destination, I could see that as 20 hours. But still, man, that eight, you know, making the trip for a game all the way from from England. That's that's uh, I, I got to give uh, tip my hat to that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to tip a tip a hat, too, because. Still can't wait to. See. I'd love to see more, more of our brothers from across the pond come over to experience our to experience our game. I want to see more of that. And as we go along this year, we're we're finding out there's more and more more fans of our game, and and even Argo fans all over the world. We've got you know we've got one guy Argo fan UK, um, who's asked us questions before and. Uh, you know, we're seeing, you know, rider. Fra- uh, there's a pocket of rider fans in Austria, um, you know, that down in uh, I can't remember where the other other one we saw this week was. But there, you know, there's fans of this league all over the world. And, uh, you know, it's with the CFL 2.0 that they're trying to market the game. They're just trying to exploit those, get those fans more on board and and. Show everybody that this is a global game. I think that does it for the Argos fancast. We want to thank Brody Lawson for joining us to talk Grey Cup fit up. And uh, you go over to cfl.ca uh, slash sunlife and uh, you can enter to win tickets to the Grey Cup uh, as well as get your can risk type 2 diabetes risk test done uh doug where can they find you uh you can find me personally where, you, where you'll see my gray cup fit up uh updates as well as anything else that fancies me uh that'll be at doug b519 you can find my group the double blue order on facebook at facebook.com slash double blue order on twitter at double blue order and on instagram at the double blue order 
And Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at WillGE87 or visit the site at www.argofans.com. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on the Twitter machine. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast on Twitter. And anyway, you'll find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. And we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find them at CF Pod Network on Twitter and cfpodnetwork.ca on the interworld wide web. That does it for the Argos Fancast. Next week, we're going to take your questions. Follow us on social media and the sites and get your questions in. We're going to answer some more questions next week. Holy moly.